And by the way, you're not allowed to point out someone else's complaining because then you're complaining about their complaining. And then you have to switch your bracelet. This is inception level complaining. I don't even understand that. Because it could be if you've been given permission to point it out, now you're just an accountability partner. You're not complaining about their complaining. There's some gray area here, Peg. We can discuss. All right. That's what we do. All right. No more complaining. All right. Ready Get to go? after it. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, the podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. It's a new month, and it's time for a new challenge. This month, we are going to do the best we can to stop complaining. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario, and I have no complaints about that. I'm a small town gal, and I'm a big believer in the power of habits. I'm going to do my best to whip our guinea peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I'm going to be playing along too, and as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best, less complainy self. Earlier this year, we focused on gratitude and took up a daily gratitude practice to make us really appreciate all that we have in our lives to be thankful for. This was a great habit to adopt and the one that we both definitely wanted to keep going and maybe explore the topic of gratitude a little bit more. A big part of gratitude centers around appreciating all of the little things in life and minimizing the negative. We truly can rewire our brains to see the positive instead of seeing the things that make us less happy. Our neural pathways can actually be changed by focusing on the positive and rewire our brains to be happier people. Our thoughts and our words are a big part of what creates our reality, and the best part is that they are fully in our control. We can train our minds just like we can train our muscles. So that is exactly what we are going to work on this month, training our brains to see the positive and minimize the negative. Imagine how you train a puppy to sit. Every time it gets up and walks away, you remind it to sit, until finally, by repetition, it learns the command. Our brains work the exact same way, and we are going to use this concept to make us think and act in a more positive way. So how exactly are we going to do this? Well, we're going to use a challenge that began back in 2006 and was started by a minister named Will Bowen. Bowen challenged his congregation to go 21 days without complaining and gave every member of the congregation a purple rubber bracelet with the challenge to switch the bracelet to the other wrist every time they had spoken a complaint. This simple idea spread very quickly, and Will was featured on Oprah, The Today Show, Dr. Oz, CBS Sunday Morning, the ABC Evening News, Newsweek, People Magazine, Forbes Magazine, O Magazine, and Chicken Soup for the Soul. More than 11 million complaint bracelets have been distributed worldwide. Will has written a book on this topic, which we will check out this month, and he has some very popular videos on YouTube that we will link to in the show notes. Will Bowen says that, just remember, you can't complain your way to health, happiness, and success. Complaining is an epidemic that is destroying our happiness, relationships, health, and success. The problem is that most people aren't even aware that they complain. As Will Bowen says, complaining is like bad breath. You notice it when it comes out of someone else's mouth, but not when it's out of your own. <laughs> Good one. All right. I so, that was funny. Yeah, that is funny. Okay, so here's the challenge for May. 
we have ordered these complaint-free bracelets uh, and, and you can order them too if you want. We'll put the link into the show notes, but you can just use an elastic band or something in the meantime. So we're going to start the month by putting them on our wrist and we will switch wrists every time we complain, gossip, or criticize. So remember, we are only concerned with complaints that we actually speak. For the purposes of our challenge, we're working only to eradicate complaints that are expressed. If you think it, it's free. It doesn't count. You will find that as you say fewer and fewer complaints, your mind will produce fewer and fewer of them. So we'll talk more about this later this month. But for now, just focus on any griping that actually escapes your mouth. So as I just said, you can use anything that you can move from wrist to wrist. So like an elastic band is fine. You could even move a coin or a pebble from one pocket to the other. It doesn't matter what the object is, as long as you're moving it every time you complain, gossip, or criticize, and then keeping track of how many days you can go without needing to move the bracelet or whatever the object is. So every time we switch the bracelet, it's day one. And we will have the goal to make it through each day without complaining, with the ultimate of making it to 21 days without complaining. So this challenge, according to Will Bowen, the author of this book, takes the average person four to eight months to get to the 21 day streak of not complaining. So we're going to attempt it. And we really want to focus on getting a great start in May. And hopefully you'll try it too with us. So let us know if you're joining us this month. Hit us up on the Facebook group or send an email to the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag the improvement project. And now that we've talked about our challenge, it is time for a segment where we dig a little deeper into our personalities called Who Are You Anyway? We'll take a question and each give our perspective on the topic with the goal of understanding ourselves a little bit better. This week's question in fitting with our theme is, are you a complainer? So So what do you think? I guess when I first heard this, I assumed no, but according to this guy in the book, he said that everyone complains more than they think and has more negative stuff to say than they think. So I would say my first instinct is to say that I've worked pretty hard on my language because I understand and I often say to my patients that my subconscious is listening. So I think that I've worked really hard to change this up. Uh, but I, I know that I do get sucked into complaining or gossiping or criticize in, criticizing in certain situations and usually around only certain people, which I think is an interesting correlation, which we will probably talk about quite a bit this month. So I think it'll be good to take this month and really focus on taking out the negative or at the very least noticing when it happens and then correcting. And this comes back to what I was talking about a couple of episodes ago, where I give my patients the posture correction advice, where I have them increase their awareness of what they're doing with their posture, notice it, look for clues, then make the correction. So that's what I'll be doing this month with the complaining. I'll increase my awareness about what comes out of my mouth on the regular And then when I notice it's negative or gossipy or criticizing, I'll go, oh, I need to correct that and make a correction and change it up. So do you think that this counts when we are talking about Gary Gennetti's um, Instagram account and his comments on the royal family? I don't know. See, this is where it gets gets a little complicated (laughs) because there's so many fun things that are a bit sarcastic or funny. But I think that according to this author, sarcasm is just a way of like being funny, but criticizing at the same time. So I'm in big trouble then. So I don't know, I guess we'll have to kind of wait and see. And this is the other thing too, about the challenge is that sometimes you can say the exact same words. And then sometimes it can be a complaint. 
And sometimes <laughs> it's just a statement of fact. So it really yes. does depend on what your intention is as you say it. So if you're saying it in a way that is offering criticism or you're complaining or you're like gossiping about something, then now it's considered a complaint and you got to switch wrists. But if you're just saying it as I, you know, as a fact, as a statement of words of fact, then you don't have to switch. So this will be interesting to see how we do when we start to really analyze what are the words we're saying and what is our intention behind them. I'm very concerned about this sarcasm thing. Well, we'll see how it goes. You might be switching that wrist like back and forth all day, every day. It's like my prime language. Well, they do say sometimes that it's good to get away from sarcasm for a while just to sort of see what happens to your brain. All right. They also in the book, because I've read the book already, and they said that um, sometimes people that had been used to using complaints or negativity a lot in the way that they speak, they would sit down with somebody and they'd look at them and not know what to say. So they would just sit in silence because they were like, I'm afraid I'm going to say something negative and they don't say anything. Amazing. So maybe we'll have more silent moments on the podcast because we'll look at each other and go, "Mm, I I don't know if I can say that. Perfect. I like that idea. (laughs) Oh my gosh. How about you? Do you think you're a complainer? You mentioned sarcasm, but what else you got? (laughs) Yeah, the sarcasm thing's really throwing me off. I would say that like you, I didn't think of myself as a complainer, but I almost think now that I think about it, maybe, maybe there's a thing that's like a social complainer. And it's kind of like those people who are like, maybe social smokers. So, you know, where you kind of like, if you're around certain people, you do it. um, Because it's just maybe part of what is done socially in that circle. I'm wondering if maybe that's a common thing. Um, But I know for me in general, I tend to not enjoy hearing complaining. And it definitely kind of uh, makes me bristle when I hear it. Um, and I, I'll say like, especially whining. Um, but I mean, I would say I, I join in if, you know, if that's what's happening, I tend to not want to be the person that like will say, you know, if people are talking about something, not just like, everything's great, it'll be fine. (laughs) So I don't know. Well, speaking of what you were talking about, social complaining, we were talking about this before we started recording today, that because we live in a, place where there's a bunch of seasons and the weather is always different it's something that people like to talk about all the time and often it's done in a way that's negative meaning complaining about the weather so that will be interesting even that subject matter alone because it comes up so often for a lot of people just to see what do you say when somebody else complains about the weather and are you really noticing other people complaining about the weather and how it's changing whether it's hot or cold or rainy or snowy or whatever it might be People want to talk about it, number one. And are they doing it in a way that's complaining? I think a lot of people are a lot of times. Maybe me too. So I'll have to watch for that. Maybe. That's interesting. I recently caught myself complaining about my kid complaining. And that is, that is like inception style. Well, he says this, he says this in the book that if you're pointing out someone else's complaining, then you're complaining about their complaining, in which case you got to switch the bracelet. So it is Inception style. It's going to be intense. It's going to be intense. I'm ready for it. All right. That's going to be a good one. Bracelet's going to be worn out in a day. That's right. Going back and forth. All right. Now it is time for What Are You Digging Lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peg and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to and what books we've been reading or just random internet hilarity that we found and we feel like maybe you'll find it enjoyable too. So each week, each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. 
Uh, and this week I'm digging a TV show that's on Regal TV for a change. It's not on Netflix. It's not on a streaming service. It's called The Fix. And the reason, ah. I'm, the reason I'm digging this show is because it has a connection to our online pretend best friend, Gretchen Rubin. So Gretchen's sister, Elizabeth Kraft, who she does her podcast Happier With, she's a, a TV writer and a producer and a showrunner in Hollywood. So Elizabeth Kraft also has a podcast called Happier in Hollywood with her writing partner, Sarah Fain. So the two of them created a, a, a pilot and then it went to season or it got picked up by the network and it's called The Fix. And um, it's pretty good. There's It's probably four or five episodes in right now. It's on Monday nights on CTV in Canada. Um, and I, I'm sure if you go to the CTV website, you can probably stream it and even go back some episodes. So if you want to check it out, it's pretty good. It's like kind of drama-y and it's kind of like a whodunit. And it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. And the scenery is beautiful. It's all shot in Malibu in California. So it's pretty oh, awesome. Wow. And of course, it's like filled with beautiful people and it's pretty fun. Yeah. And it's one of the co-creators is Marsha Clark, right? That's right. So the story is kind of interesting because it kind of mirrors or at least a little bit what happened after the OJ Simpson trial for Marsha Clark. And then the, the way this story is that the main character named Maya was doing a high profile uh, case against a celebrity and then who the celebrity was convicted or accused of killing his wife and her friend, which is very OJ-esque. And yeah. then uh, got uh, off on acquittal. And then this is eight years later and apparently he's done it again. So that's kind of the beginning of it all. But then after that, ah. it sort of loses its connection to the OJ world. But Marsha Clark okay. is one of the writers. So sometimes people might be turned off by that. But I think that if that's why you're not watching it, that's not a good reason to not watch it. Okay. I feel like out of solidarity, we definitely have to watch that. Well, that's how I felt like I wanted to watch it because I was like, oh, this is like connected to our, our online pretend best friends. So I've been watching it and it's pretty fun. That's so cool. And it's neat listening to that podcast because you hear the behind the scenes of them talking about how they create it. And it's neat to actually see what came of that. Because, yeah. you know, as we've been listening along, we heard, you know, when their pilot got picked up and all of those exciting milestones. So that's really cool. That's right. How Very about you? Cool. What are you digging this week? Uh, this week, I am digging a new-ish Brene Brown Netflix special called Call to Courage. It came out on Friday, April 19th, and I've been reading Brene's books for, I think it's about seven years now, and I've taken actually a couple of her online courses and programs as well, and overall, I just think she's pretty great. Brene has one of the most watched TED Talks with more than 39 million views. Is that right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it centers around the concept of vulnerability. If you're not familiar with Brene, this Netflix special is a great way to get an idea of her work. And it might even leave you wanting to dig a little deeper into her work and check out some of her books. For those who have read her books, I wouldn't say there's a lot of new content here, but it's a really great recap of everything that she talks about. And she's such a great speaker and really is a master of delivering a talk like this. And it's it's definitely worth checking out. Have you watched it? I haven't watched it yet, but I love her. She's so great when she talks. I just am like, oh, she's going to say yeah. something amazing. And she's got that like Southern charm. She's from Texas and she's just yep. amazing the way she talks because she has that Southern drawl, but then is also so smart in the way that yep. she puts a sentence together and the way she tells a story. She is fantastic. I think... Her and Rob Bell, yeah, another online pretend best friend, just 
unbelievable uh, the way that they can deliver a message. Yeah. I know even we saw Rob Bell live and I mean, I was so impressed by his message, but equally impressed by his delivery. And it really is an art that some people are truly a master of. Yeah, I feel like that often when I listen to her talk. So just just this week, actually, I listened to her be interviewed by Dax Shepard on his podcast, The Armchair Expert. And, yeah. uh, and she was great because he can be testy and opinionated. And she stood right back up to anything that he offered. And it was like this lovely back and forth. And she yeah. had no problem dealing with him, which I think a lot of listeners are uh, people, I mean, um, interviewees of his might. Yeah. And so you could tell it, he was loving it. Eh? Oh yeah. And she was also recently on the goop podcast with Gwyneth Paltrow and it was quite good. Oh, cool. You keep Paltrow, trying to get me to Paltrow. listen to that. So I, uh, I maybe should check that out too. Yeah. It's something I've kind of just recently gotten more into listening to and, and there's some good ones. Okay, cool. And now it's time for you win or you learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. So I'm up for the win this week. And I mentioned this in passing last week when we were talking about our uh, progress for our 19 for 2019 lists. But I kind of want to revisit it because I feel a little bit proud of myself because I'm not necessarily the best at being consistent with a habit. And this is a habit that I now have a 64 day streak on. And it's snaps. And thank you. Thank you. And it's my um, Duolingo app where I'm learning how to speak Spanish. And I am actually looking forward to it. And it's just part of my morning routine now. So uh, it's been pretty awesome to stick with it. And I would be devastated if I lost this streak now. It's kind of like we've talked in the past about losing the streak. So now I'm, I'm invested. So hopefully I can keep it. And I'm along the way, I'm learning some Spanish, which is fantastic. Very cool. Good for you. That's a good one. I wish I could say something in Spanish to congratulate you. Yeah, I'm not even sure what that would be. How about muy bueno? Muy, yeah. muy bien. That. At you. Good I, on you. I apologize for my pronunciation. So I'm up for the learn this week. And I've mentioned before on this podcast that I am what our online pretend best friend refers to as an abstainer. And therefore, it's easier for me to just not have something rather than moderate it. This is never clearer to me than when it comes to sweets. I I just really can't moderate myself, um, you know, be a person that just has a bite of something. So for several years, I've just had a rule that I just don't eat desserts or sweets. And it's worked out very well for me. And it's even felt very freeing. Because then I'm not always thinking about what sweets are out there that I need to consume immediately because it will always be on my mind. I don't know what happened this spring, but I very slowly and not intentionally, I would say in the last month, um, started to have a break from this and I was starting to have a bite here and there and it turned into me eating half of a good size bag of mini eggs and it made me feel like garbage for a couple days, actually. Uh, I got a headache, a stomach ache, just terrible. Just I was in a bad state. Um, and I, it really made me remember why I don't eat these types of things anymore. Um, especially because I had kind of gradually started not eating well again and my body just did not feel good. 
So this past Sunday, I hit the reset button and I'm recommitting to returning to my abstainer ways when it comes to sweets and desserts. I'm going to say this to all of you so that I can stay accountable. So if you see me eating a chocolate bar, knock it out of my hand. (laughs) Can I ask you a question about this one? Yeah. So our online pretend best friend, Gretchen, she talks about abstainers and moderators, but then she also talks about the planned exception. Yes. So as an abstainer, are you susceptible to the slippery slope if you do a planned exception or if it's a planned exception, are you still okay? I have, I think that this is where it started was the planned exception because I had a planned exception for my birthday. Okay. And then it fell off after that. Yeah. So when we do our cheesecake in um, a couple of months, are you, is that a planned exception that you'll be okay with or are you just going to skip it? Here's the, what I see as the, the way around. If you said it's sugar-free, right? It's got a bit of maple syrup in it. Okay. So this for me is the distinction. If it is a, if something like that and there's no, like say, um, what would you call it? Like, like refined sugar? Yes. Then I'm okay with it. Like if it's planned and there's no refined sugar, I'm okay with it. Okay. Um, then I can kind of do the planned exception, but (laughs) it's for me like where it's suddenly just okay to be eating Easter candy out of my kid's Easter basket. (laughs) (laughs) I do love love a mini egg. (laughs) I know they're so good, but you know what? One of them tastes good. That's right. And then after that, they start tasting pretty not great. It's true. And then you feel like you have a hangover the next day because of the sugar. Oh my gosh, I could not believe it. Yeah, I yeah, I've experienced that uh, and fairly you and I recently even with the mini about eggs. It before. Yeah. We both had the mini egg thing happen this month. Yeah. And it really was like my head was all out of sorts. I felt gross. Yeah, it's a good um I guess it's probably a good learn to have occasionally to be reminded of how your yeah. body feels when you're on sugar so then you can really appreciate how your body feels when you're off sugar. Yes, I completely So we'll agree. take that positive out of it, Jenny, that that happened. You were reminded <laughs> of the fact that you didn't want that to be how it was. And now you've reset. Yes. So well done on the reset. Yeah. And we went to Commonwealth Coffee where they have boxcar donuts. Oh, I saw those donuts. They look delicious. Oh, did you see the Fruity Pebbles ones? I didn't look too close because I'm not eating donuts. Ethan got one. <laughs> and he sat there eating it with just reckless abandon oh and he probably just loved it oh he did it was really something i'm glad he enjoyed that Mm -hmm. it was i was very happy for him all right let's talk about next week next week we are going to check in on our challenge of not complaining to see how we're doing and maybe find out how many times we've moved our bracelet you're going to want to listen in to find out if either one of us can go longer than one day without complaining do you think that we'll hit a day without moving it I think by the end of this month, both of us will be able to get at least a day, if not a week. Okay. What if one of us is able to get that 21 days by day 21? Well, that would be a feat of strength. That would be amazing. I'm going to resist the urge to put something on the line here. <laughs> the book says it takes four to eight months. I don't think either of us is going to be like an expert in 21 days. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, and that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. We would love to hear if you're joining us in our complaint-free challenge. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. 
Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse and I'm on Instagram at Dr. Peggy Malone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag The Improvement Project. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If you like the show and we hope you do, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love it so much if you would rate us and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help more people find the show. We also have a Facebook group, search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. I think I'm just going to go with silence. I think it's actually for me just going to be a silence challenge. (laughs) I think that's actually easier. Than not complaining or being sarcastic or griping well, or gossiping? Well, that stuff, not as big a problem. It's the sarcasm. Well, and I think then this is where you're going to have to examine the words you're saying and see if they have a negative connotation. Because a lot of times sarcasm has this edge that is negative where it can be a criticism and it can be a complaint that's wrapped in sort of this like smiley humor, which is cool it is, because it's fun. It's and I love that kind of funny. humor. What? also a little bit funny. <laughs> well, it's totally funny. And I, I feel like sarcasm is funny, but I've also been scripted in, in, in it as well my whole life. Maybe it'll be neat to just try without for a month. Fine. Fine, if I must. If I must. I really don't know who I will be without sarcasm. Well, it's worth like just meeting that person for 21 days and see how you do. And then if you really don't like her, you can always bring it back. Like that's the beauty of this. We're just doing it as a challenge for a month. All right. I'm telling you next next week's podcast is gonna be might as well just play Simon and Garfunkel, the sound of silence. <laughs>